Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. Title of my message today is Moving Forward. Is there anybody in here who wants to move forward this morning? Come on, anybody tired of the same old past they've been dragging around? This morning, I'm going to talk about moving forward. And, and when you start moving forward, you have new challenges. You have new opportunities, though. And some of the greatest days, I believe, are ahead of us. I know if you turn the news on, if you listen to everything around you, it may be telling you something different, or maybe the atmosphere around you is a little bit different. But I'm telling you one thing. If you are a blood-bought child of God right now, we have new opportunities. We have some obstacles, but I believe our best days are yet to come. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But it won't come without some opposition. Let me tell you a little story in Joshua. If you haven't read the Bible, read it. It's awesome. It has great stories in it. Old Testament is great too. They kill everybody, but it's still good. <laughs> but the Israelites were delivered from Egypt, right? Yeah? If you grew up in church, you didn't know some of this story. You know, God sent the plagues on them. The Pharaoh was like, I ain't letting these people go until about seven or eight of them went by. And he went, okay, finally, y'all, get, get the heck out of here. I'm tired of messing with you guys. But they were delivered from Egypt. And then not only were they delivered from Egypt, he decided to come after him. And God separated a sea. I heard a story, a joke one time. The guy, guy said that uh, they thought it was the greatest miracle in the world. He was talking about, and this scientist was up there talking about, well, there's a place in the Red Sea where, you know, you can walk across and it's only knee deep and, and all of that. He was trying to make all the excuses how God didn't separate. The old man jumped up in the back room. He said, praise God, the greatest miracle in the world. He's like, what are you talking about? He drowned an entire Egyptian army in, one, in four feet of water. That was the greatest miracle right there. They're always trying to discredit the Bible. They're always trying to talk down about it. But I'm telling you, God is still the God of miracles. So after they got through the sea, he, he killed the Egyptians there. And they were looking for a promise. But listen, but because of disobedience... The journey did not go the way they had expected it to go. That whole group of people wandered. Can I get my water, please, babe? That whole group of people water, watered. <laughs> they watered in the wilderness. I'm sure they did. Help me out, y'all. Um, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. What happened was, is there was a death because of disobedience. There had to be a death to that whole generation of people who came out of Egypt. You know why? Because they still had Egypt inside of them. He had to be able to take Egypt out of them. So they grumbled and complained. And finally God said, because of your disobedience and because you won't do what I ask you to do, you're going to wander around the same, oh, come on. You're going to wander around the same old mountain for 40 years. Let me tell you what, because of pride and, dis and disobedience, sometimes in our own life, we wander around the same mountain and we wonder why it's not going to ever change. They wandered around till there was a death to that generation. But I'm going to tell you some good news. The good news was this was a whole new day. And we're talking about Joshua. It was a whole new generation of people. Look at Joshua 1. He said, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke 
to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' Moses's assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, which was a river, you and all this people, remember, say this, to the land that I am giving to them, say them, the children of Israel. God had to remind Joshua that Moses was dead. Let me tell you the significance of that. Moses did not, because of disobedience, he didn't get to go into the promised land. He messed up too, so he was not allowed. He died with that generation. But listen, they didn't get to have a funeral for Moses. Moses actually went off. The Bible says that God pretty much buried him out there. Moses had to get go off all by himself. But what Joshua did, even though he couldn't go to the funeral, he watched Moses walk up the mountain. He said his goodbyes to Moses. Joshua had to be reminded that he was dead. Sometimes we have to be reminded that those things are dead in our own lives. Listen, look to me. We go to the, we get saved and we attend the funeral of some things that died in our lives. The pain that we used to have, the anger that we used to have, the addictions, the hurt, and the past. So we have resurrecting power, but sometimes we're resurrecting the wrong things. We can bring things back to life. Just like Jesus said, you have the same power that I have to do the same things I can do on earth. But there are times when we're bringing back dead things that God said you need to say, rest in peace. Come on, there's things in your life that you keep resurrecting each and every day, every month, every year. You bring it in from one year to the next year and you say, it's gonna change this year and it doesn't change. God says, won't you bury that thing, put it six feet under and let it go. Let it go, let it go. Hate that movie. Just kidding. Not really. But we keep bringing things back to life. Can I just tell you this morning that Jesus died to take it all to the grave? He wants us to lay it to rest. He wants to say peace to things on earth right now. And God always, he told Joshua, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get up. And I want you to go. And Joshua could have reminded him, God, I'm not the leader Moses was. I mean, this dude was, Moses was like top notch up there, right? Joshua could have said, I can't do what he's done. Can I tell you, God's not looking for you to do what someone else has done. He's not looking for you to follow in somebody else's footsteps. He had to remind Joshua, he said, Joshua, Moses is dead. It's your day. The things that you used to know, that you know, it's time for you to move forward in what I'm doing for you. He had to move forward because he had a new assignment. Remember what I said in verse 2? This and them. This was a whole new group to lead. The old mindset was killed in the wilderness. There are some things that only the wilderness can kill. There are some things that only God can do in the wilderness time. And when I'm talking about, I'm talking about that time when it's just you and him. You ain't got nobody else's opinions. You ain't got anyone else to, to lean on. Those are the times that God says, okay, when you're in those wilderness times, whoo, I'm getting fired up. When you're in those wilderness times, I said, that's the time when I can speak to you. That's when your mind is clear because you hear my voice. You remember those times when you got nine million things on your mind. You ain't hearing God. 
You remember those times when all hell is breaking loose in your life and the most of the time you're not hearing what God wants to say. When God says, if you just be still and you know that I'm God, that's when I can speak to you the clearest. That's the times he wants us. God was raising up new leaders from that generation and this generation. He was raising up leaders who wouldn't be fearless. The first part of them said, we can't go into the land because there's giants in the land. Those people, man, they're big and, and they have big walled cities. And, and God was raising up a new generation and said, hey, we're going to take on hell with a squirt gun if we have to, but we're going to go over and possess the land. Come on, that was better than y'all are amen. He was raising up a leader in Joshua who had to be reminded of God's promises. Can I tell you? He's the same God he was today as he was yesterday and hit forevermore. In verse 13, it says, Remember the word which Moses, your servant, the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest, and he's giving you this land. Go to verse 3. Every, listen, how would you like this? Every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I'm giving it to you. As I said to Moses, no man shall stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, how would you like God to just say that to you? There ain't nobody. I got your back. You can walk up into any situation. You can do anything that you want. I'm here for you. No matter what battle you're going through, no matter what enemy you're going against, I'm with you. He says, I'll be with you. I'll not leave you nor forsake you. I like this one. Cade goes, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers to give them. Here's a big one. Even if your fathers, even if the past generation didn't get to go to that promise, it's still yours. Come on, so many people look back on their past and, and I came from this and, and this was wrong in my past. And it's been, God says, I'm not looking at your past. I'm looking at your present, and I'm looking at your future. Even if you didn't get it then, even if your daddy didn't get it or your grandfather didn't get it, that doesn't mean that I don't have it for you. Come on, that ought to encourage you to look forward instead of backwards. Even if the past generation failed, his promises are yes and amen still to you. So it reminds me, when we used to play with Cade, we'd say, Ready? Set, go. And he would go as fast as he could until he couldn't, couldn't go anymore. But let me ask you a question this morning. How do we get ready to go forward this year? Number one, there's no points, sorry. Number one thing is obedience. Ouch. Ouch. That's the one that hurts most of us right there. We, don't, we, we want what God wants for us, but yet when he tells us to do a certain thing, uh, can we navigate around that one, God? You know, that, that's what we do with the Bible in the, in the world today, right? Now, we navigate, we like the parts that we like, but we navigate around the stuff we don't like. I remember almost 14 years ago when we started a ministry called The Refuge Kentucky, and we were going to minister to people like us Busted, disgusted, divorced, and down. And we just wanted people to know that there was a place for them in the kingdom of God. We weren't going to look down on them on, with judgmental faces. We wanted them to know that there was a place for them. So we planned everything out. Yeah, you know how when you plan out everything? Well, we planned everything out, and, 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 and 
basically sat down and we were going to go door to door talking to people. We're gonna, we rented a little uh, space there in Mount Washington and, and we were sitting one day. You, some of y'all heard the story. If, if you have, listen to it again. Uh, <laughs> we rented a place and uh, we sat down that summer with a friend of ours who's very prophetic and we're telling him our vision and what we're gonna do. We're gonna go door to door and we're gonna build a church. And, and he's like, yeah, he said, hold on, man. Uh, I see thousands of young people around you. We both looked across the table at each other, especially me. I was like, I'm so old that I'm not gonna be a youth pastor. He said, I see thousands of young people around. So we went on with our own vision, and the first Sunday, we were good. We had about 40 of our closest friends at the church. The next week, nobody showed up. Literally, we're standing there at 605 or 610, 615, and I was thinking, God, did we miss this? Did we really miss this? What's going on? And then Kenan, who was about 15 at the time, said, maybe it's because Uncle Donnie said it was supposed to be for youth. Out of the mouth of babes... And before too long, we started to pray into that. We started to get a strategy. In it. We started to be obedient to the call God had for us. Even though, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what it was going to look like. Me, a 45-year-old man talking to a bunch of teenagers. But let me tell you what. Within about three or four or five or six weeks, we had 100 to 150 kids coming. And God was pouring out his spirit. And he was doing great things in that time. And sometimes I had to sit back and scratch my head. Sometimes I had to go forward. We had to go forward in obedience. Even though we didn't know where we were going and what we were going to do, we just said, okay, God, here we go. We're going, we're going hard after you. And some this many years later, you're looking at a church that was birthed out of that. God is a faithful God if you're obedient. Verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you to do. Listen, do not turn from it from the right hand or from the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Can I just tell you something this morning? This may not be popular, but God still has a standard in life. Disobedience can keep you from all of the promises that God has for you. God still is the same God. He's a holy God. He's a just God. And is God a God of grace? Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus, that you're a God of grace. Or I'd be dead right now. For real. Johnny, you wouldn't be sitting here this morning if it hadn't been for the grace of God. But I'm telling you this morning, God still has a standard. And choices lock us outside of the promises God has for us. Choices keep us, and disobedience keep us from the outside looking in. God's always wanting to look from the inside out. But look what he says in verse 8 here. But the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it on, a day, on it day and night, that you may observe to do accordingly all that is written in it. He didn't say some of the parts that you like. He said all. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then, there's a condition, you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Why are other people always farther ahead? You probably ask, why are they so much farther ahead? And how come I can't get to that place? And I always see them prospering. I always, I see him have, always having good success. Because God still has conditions. And some people might, my, my, sorry, tongue, three tongues. Some people may be prospering because they're listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. 
They're going where God tells them to go. And a lot of times we look back and we get envious of that. But God just said, hey, if you'll just do what you're supposed to be doing, I can take you to the place where they are. Okay, here we go. Ready. Prepare to possess. He's stand, they're standing on this side of the Jordan, and he's, and he's talking to uh, Joshua right here. He says, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, verse 11, pass through the camp and command the people, saying, prepare provisions for yourselves. And within three days, you will cross over this Jordan to go in and possess the land which the Lord God is giving you to possess. He said, I want you to pass through. He said, I want you to send some people in there to do it for you. Joshua couldn't go through a million people. He had to get some people around him that could go through the camp and spread the word. Let me tell you something. This gospel needs you sitting out here in this right here. We cannot do this standing with a microphone on a stage. We need you to be the ambassadors to be able to go through the camp and to spread the word of what's getting ready to happen. God is looking for some leaders to take responsibility for the mission that we're about. Love Louisville Back to Life is not just Pastor Mindy and Pastor Rich's mission. It's our mission. He said, pass through. Then he said, prepare. You, sometimes you've got to plow. Sometimes you've got to sow. Sometimes you've got to water. And sometimes you just got to W-O-R-K work. <laughs> Things don't always come easy when you're in the kingdom of God. He was preparing these people to say, yeah, we're about to go over the river, and I'm about to make a way where there seems to be no way. But when you get on the, when you get on the other side of that, you're going to have to do some W-O-R-K to get where I'm taking you to go. God wants to give you everything, but you've got to work for it sometimes. And he said, provision. You're going to have to take something with you where God is taking you. Come on. You're going to have to take something with you where God has taken you. You're going to have, we've been trying to snack back. That's a word. We've been trying to snack on God, taking a jello pudding pop with us or, or whatever else we're taking with us. But God says, I'm looking for you to take some provision with you, something that will be lasting. And, and then listen, here's the reason. It ain't just for you. Somebody else needs your bologna sandwich you're taking with you. Y'all don't like bologna, do you? I love bologna. Bologna's awesome. Somebody doesn't need a snack where you're going. Somebody needs some provision where you're going. Somebody needs the, the wealth that you have, the knowledge that you have, the things that you've stored up. They're asking you to take it with you when you go. Come on, let's quit snacking on God. You will cross over. He told him, he said, you will cross over this Jordan and there will be obstacles to overcome when we go. Listen, the Jordan River was only the first obstacle for them. Then there was a city on the other side of that called Jericho who had 12-foot walls that were four foot thick. They knew there was going to be other obstacles to go through. There were going to be enemies out there that they didn't know. They'd already seen some of the giants. There was other enemies that they didn't never know. And it was just the unknown. Sometimes the unknown is the hardest enemy to overcome, right? That's where faith comes into it. Faith is to step across that river into the unknown and say, God, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going with you. Amen. Hey, hey, wherever you're going to go, God, I just want to follow you around like, like Moochie does. That's what faith does. 
That dog gave me some inspiration this morning. Thank you, Jesus. I was griping at him like he pooped in the middle of the floor in the middle of the night. I know I should have said poop, but anyway, he did. I stepped in it, went to, and I was not happy with Moochie in the middle of the night. But this morning, he, I'm, I'm a little happier now. <laughs> can I tell you that if God is for you, who can be against you? If God is for you, who can be against you? Here's the next word, set. Chapter three, verse one. Then Joshua rose early in the morning. Say early. early. Younger, younger folks, say early. early. That's not 1130. <laughs> early in the morning, and he set out from the Acacia Grove and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel. And he lodged there before they crossed over. Psalm 63, 1, you don't have it. It says, early will I seek you. God is looking for some early birds to seek him. You know why? Because early in the morning, your mind is clearer. Come on. Once I, if I wait till 7 or 8 o'clock at night, I, ain't, my, I have like seven brain cells left about that time. We try to do some counseling with people at about 7 or 8 o'clock at night. I'm just like, I don't even know what they're talking about now. He said, early in the morning, I'll seek you. We have to die to our flesh. Sometimes we just need to get up early and spend that time with God because your mind is not as cluttered. Yeah. Bible says in Ecclesiastes, just seek God early in life. Listen, I believe the Bible says to train up your children in the ways that they'll go. When they're old, they won't depart from it. Train them up early. Bring them to church even though they squall. You can tell I'm a country boy. Even though they're crying, bring them to church. Even though you gotta drag them to church. Even though you have to make some hard decisions, get them in the house of God because early in life you start forming those things that will carry on for the rest of their life. Ready, set, and go. Verse three. And they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the priest and the Levites bearing it, then you shall, then you shall set out from the place and go after it. Listen, the Ark of the Covenant, they carried it everywhere. That was a physical thing. And everywhere that the Ark went, the people followed behind it because they could see the physical, the physical thing. But God is saying right now, you're following me each and every day in faith. You may not see a physical Ark being carried on the, the priest and the Levite's shoulder, but God says, I'm still going in places that you, I'm still going into places that you need to be going into if you'll just follow me in faith. He said, I want you, when you see this, to get up and to go after it. God's not dead. He's still moving the same. I said earlier in that song, he's the same God. He hasn't changed. And, and the, the, sometimes the thing is, what are we seeing? So many times we're looking through the physical eyes. And God said, if you'll change your direction and start looking through the spiritual eyes, I can start showing you a whole new destination, a whole new place you want to go. He says, shut your physical eyes because you know why? Your physical eyes will, they'll let you down. What you see with your physical eyes will keep you from going forward and doing what God wants you to do. But when you start opening your spiritual eyes, you're going to start seeing there's a journey. Oh, come on. I heard a guy, I read a book. I only read three books, but I read a book. It said he got up every morning. And he said, God, where are we going? God, where are we going? I'm on an adventure with you. Let's go. Let's go. What if we lived our lives that way? I'm guilty of not doing that. I get up and first thing I do is I want to see what's on Facebook. Or, But God said, what if you started out your morning and say, God, where you go, I'm going. What you say, I'm saying. What you do, I'm doing. 
How would our lives change if we did that? I'm saying what he said about the ark, go after it. 2023 is a few hours for being gone. And that's significant to some people in this room right now. But I got news for you, a few hours from now, it's gonna be a whole new day. It's gonna be a whole new year. And how you enter, like she said, how you leave one season determines how you enter into another season. And some of us, let me, I'm closing here, let me put it this way. Verse four, he said this. He told Joshua, for you have not passed this way before. 2024 is about to happen and you've not passed that way before. Let's not drag our past into where we've never passed. Come on. God is calling us to, to do something different. Look at, listen to Isaiah 43, 18 in the message. I hope we have it this way. This is what God says. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. Come on, that ought to make somebody happy right there. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? Start seeing it with the eyes that God has for you. There it is. I'm making a road through the desert. Verse five, and Joshua said to the people, sanctify, set apart what sanctification means. Set apart yourselves for tomorrow. Huh. Come on, this is for somebody. Tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. What you do today determines what God can do tomorrow. How you enter that out of this season into the next season, whether you leave this season grumbling and complaining or you leave this season in just a few minutes worshiping Him, uh, praising Him, taking communion and remembering Him, that's how you will go into the next season. There are some things, listen, you can't drag into 2024. You can't drag some people along with you that don't wanna go with you. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. You can't take somewhere, you can't take somebody somewhere they don't wanna go, but also where God doesn't want them to go. So I'm asking us about some relationships you might have to go, you've been killing me, Smalls, all year. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. That people you've been, that person you've been dragging along and you've been trying to, you've been trying so hard to do this. God said, you know, they ain't listening to you. There's times when you go to counseling and, and you are you even listening? If you're not listening, let's go pop. That sounds bad, doesn't it? But there are some people in your life that are dragging you down. They're keeping you beneath where God has for you to go. I know that sounds harsh this morning, but I'm telling you, there's some relationships that need to go. There's some old mindsets that don't need to go into 2024. Listen, we can't always think the way that we think. The Bible says when we come to Christ, he gives us a new mind. And we're gonna talk about that in a few weeks about how our mind and our body and our spirits affect everything around us. What is the first thing that you need to make a change in and a change that you've been wanting to make? I'm not asking you to tell me, I'm asking you to reflect on this here in just a couple minutes. First thing you gotta do is you gotta admit there's a problem. First thing you gotta do is, uh, I need this to change. I can't go forward into this anymore. I, I need something different in my life and I need this to change, admit it. Because the first time you do that is you start to reveal God can heal that thing. 
When you try to hide it, he sees everything. Oh, that's scary. He sees everything. But when you get to a posture, when you start to reveal, okay, God, I know you see this. I really need healing from this. I really need to go forward from this. Listen, today, you can dim the lights if you want to. Sorry, my altar call was a little weird. I wanna take advantage of this altar this morning. I really feel you all stand with me, please. I really felt like the Lord wants us to make a journey. And sometimes, yes, you're gonna come up for communion here in just a few minutes. But sometimes that journey from the head to the heart is the hardest one to take. And it's a long one. But I'm telling you one thing too, I think God, there's a journey from the place you're sitting in this physical place right now to the place of the altar that changes everything. I think so many times, yes, we can get healing in the back and we can get healing in the front. We can get healing in all over the place. But I think there's, a, there's something special and there's something to show God when you take that step out and say, okay, God, I'm coming forward. I don't care what... I don't care what the person next to me is thinking about me. I don't want to carry this into 2024 anymore. So as they get ready to sing this song, if you've never made Jesus your Lord and your personal Savior, this morning, he's only a prayer way. He's a, he's a prayer way to say, God, I'm a sinner. I've messed up my life. God, can you forgive me of my sins? We try to make it so complicated. Walking out is a little more complicated, but the step of that is not as complicated. It's coming to God with a heart saying, God, I messed up. I need you. This morning, if that's, for, if that's you, you can ask God to forgive you wherever you're at. You can accept him into your life. But if you would, as they get ready to sing this song, we get ready to do communion. I'm gonna ask you to come forward. As a declaration, sometimes you have to have a declaration into your future that I'm not carrying this anymore. You ready to sing this song? Y'all come forward. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.